Hello, club members. I'm Kate. And I'm Emma. And this is another creepy pasta episode, part two of the creepy pasta series, because I could not get it all out for the first episode. I was talking too much. That's me slurping that up noise? another creepy pasta. <laughs> <laughs> or as my, my coworker calls them, uh, spooky noodles. Spooky noodles. It's time for another spooky noodle, you guys. <laughs> this one, actually, so I have two that I've kind of prepared in front of me. One that I prepared with the intent of covering today. Um, and actually, I was supposed to cover it last time, but I just couldn't fit it. So definitely was ready to cover it today. And then another one, which I think I'm going to do instead, actually, that I have not read. Whoa. I'm just mixing it up a little bit what here. What inspired this change? Um... I don't know, Emma. <laughs> I don't okay. Know. All right. I don't know. I'm looking at it. In one of them, I color coded blue, and the other one, I color coded orange. And I just something about the orange. I'm just like very. I just want to cover that one instead. Kate's been playing a lot of Sims today. I think she's going a little stir crazy. <laughs> I am going a little bit. I was today was my day off, and I don't know what to do with myself. Kay got so many expansions of Sims for Christmas, she literally doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know how to get out of Sim land, to be honest, because she likes her I Sim life better than her real blessed. life at this point. <laughs> I mean, I have a pet cow named Sweetums, and she loves me, and I love her, and things are going really well. So <laughs> I'm learning how to cross stitch. I made a pie today, all from the comfort of my chair. So. Which is hilarious, because Kate doesn't even like cooking. Oh, I fucking hate cooking. It's more fun this way. But my Sim loves it. <laughs> my Sim loves it. But I've just decided I wanted to mix things up today, uh, do something a little creepy. Um, and I also super fun is I haven't read this story. I have not read this creepy pasta. Um, so <laughs> I know. I'm just feeling a little crazy today. So um Today, I'm going to share one of the most impactful, most popular, definitely one of the most shared creepypastas of all time. The one that most blurred the line between real and fiction. Some club members have probably already guessed it uh, because it's the title of this episode, but it is the Russian sleep experiment. Didn't we have a club member that recommended that? Did we? Oh, yeah. So... Somebody messaged me super sneaky like. Um, let me see who it was. Oh, it was one Sky, one Destiny. Uh, she messaged me and said that she had said she was like, Who who am I speaking to right now? <laughs> I was like, You're speaking to Emma. <laughs> and she was like, I have something for you to get back at Kate. So now Excuse me. <laughs> so I hope I love this story and I hope it it bothers you deeply. You bitches. That's how the Lord intended it. Conspiring in my own household. <laughs> the audacity. All right. Well, Destiny, I don't know if you'll be pleased that I'm reading this one or you'll be mad that Emma didn't get got, but I think I'm going to get Emma instead. We'll see. I think. Time will we'll tell. see. <laughs> For those who don't know, the Russian sleep experiment is supposed to be a true account of an experiment that was acted out on these uh, test subjects or prisoners um, in a Soviet military prison or gulag. 
I'm not sure what it is because I haven't read it, but that's that's what I understood. Stood. It's supposed to be like in the wake of World War II, and the expen- the ex- the point of the experiment is supposed to be exploring the effects of sleep deprivation on the human body, and supposed to be testing this new gas that could keep people awake. And hmm. uh, it gets it gets very very creepy from there. It's supposed to be so. Um, plausible and believable that most of the articles like if you look up Russian sleep experiment the stuff that you're going to find is like is the Russian sleep experiment real like in articles about like debunking if it's if it's real I am now so mad at myself for not being more on top of this by taking the suggestion that I received on Instagram pitching this to you as a as a creepy true crime story and then telling you at the end it was a creepy pasta to force you to like it. I'm so mad at myself right now. She gave it to you. She I handed snoozed. it to you. I snoozed and I lose. <laughs> you did lose. Emma, and I don't, I have never read this story. Ugh. Okay. So you really could have got, like, if you had not called it the Russian, if you had said Russian sleep experiment, I would have gotten it right. <laughs> but yeah. if you had just read the story, like, as was, I've never read it. Um, and what how I how I kind of heard about it was one of my friends, one of my dear friends, Tiffany, um, called me and she was very upset. This was recently. This was like a couple of months ago. And she's like, I'm just really freaked out. I've, I, I've been it was late at night. And she's like, I've been watching these videos and learning about this Russian sleep experiment. And I was like, Russian sleep. Ex- Tiffany, I think that's a creepy pasta. She's like, <laughs> what's that? That's really <laughs> And then I had, to, I had to kind of dig and like look because everything that you look up, half of it's like, it's totally real and like really leaning into the creepy pasta nature of it. And then the other half of it is like, guys, I pr- like go to sleep. <laughs> it's not real. And so I had to like do some research and be like, okay, no, Tiffany, it's not real. You can go to sleep. Everything will be okay. But she was like worked up and upset. So I am really, really excited to read the creepy pasta. And then I do have some fun facts that I know about the creepypasta and some of the stuff that has come out of it because like I said it's an extremely popular one so mm. okay I'm ready I'd like to read it with you Emma if that's cool yes please do you could sound a little excited about my spooky noodle I am <laughs> excited about your spooky noodle I'm just <laughs> resentful that I didn't get to it first you re- man that would have been great shame I'm just, I'm just playing the alternate reality over in my head so I'm sorry I'm sorry back destiny now. You bet on the wrong horse. Next time, come to me. No. That's what you get. That is not the takeaway. (laughs) That is not my takeaway. All right. Well, here we go. The Russian sleep experiment. It begins. Russian researchers in the late 1940s kept five people awake for 15 days using an experimental gas-based stimulant. They were kept in a sealed environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intake so the gas didn't kill them since it was toxic in high concentrations. This was before closed-circuit cameras, so they had only microphones and a 5-inch thick glass porthole-sized window cut into the chamber to monitor them. The chamber was stocked with books, cots to sleep on but no bedding, running water in a toilet, and enough dried food to last all five for over a month. It's kind of written a little clumsy. <laughs> it's so kind it's, of written like a 12-year-old wrote it. But yeah, it probably... It. A creative 12-year-old. Yeah, yeah. And you sound it like continues. a 12-year-old when you're reading it. But like, I like... Thanks. I feel like you're channeling... I feel like you're channeling a former self. Kate, did you write this? Are you sure you don't know the story? I I did not write this story. I wish I could... I wish I could say that I did. But I definitely... Whoa! Creep- Whoa! <laughs> that would have been my bomb to drop at the end. And I'm the what author. What if I told you I wrote it? 
That would yeah, then no. everyone would really be in shock. I'd call you a liar because it's no, the you one you not. least suspect. <laughs> Okay, it continues. The test subjects were political prisoners. Oh, there, there it goes. They were political prisoners. Deemed enemies of the state during World War II. Okay, so the stage has been set. I feel like I know what's going on. Everything was fine for the first five days. Oh, we're skipping ahead a lot. Okay. The subjects hardly complained, having been promised falsely, that they would be freed if they submitted to the test and did not sleep for 30 days. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Their conversations and activities were monitored, and it was noted that they continued to talk about increasingly traumatic incidents in their past, and the general tone of their conversations took on a darker aspect after the four-day mark. After five days, they started to complain about the circumstances and events that led them to where they were and started to demonstrate severe paranoia. They stopped talking to each other and began alternately whispering to the microphones and one-way mirror portholes. Oddly, they all seemed to think they could win the trust of the experimenters by turning over their comrades, the other subjects in captivity, with them. At first, the researchers suspected this was an effect of the gas itself. (laughs) After, it's not supposed to be funny. After nine days, the first of them started screaming. Nine days. He ran the length of the chamber, repeatedly yelling at the top of his lungs for three hours straight. He continued attempting to scream, but was only able to produce occasional squeaks. The researchers postulated that he had physically torn his vocal cords. The most surprising thing about this behavior is how the other captives reacted to it, or rather didn't react to it. They continued whispering to the microphones until the second of the captives started to scream. The two non-screaming captives took the books apart, smeared page page after page with their own feces. (laughs) What the fuck? This writer's a freak. (laughs) and pasted them calmly oh my god then pasted them calmly over the glass portholes the screaming promptly stopped so did the whispering to the microphones okay wait why did this all stop because they pooped everywhere (laughs) also i thought there were five of them what happened to the fifth one um you said two of them are screaming their heads off and two of them are pooping on the walls (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so there are five, the fifth like, ones five, minding her own business five people let's see five people after five days the first one then started screaming and he tore his vocal cords out uh and then they kept then two two non-screaming captives so not all of them but two of them two of them okay so there's two normies left i don't wouldn't call them normies okay like they just <laughs> pooped on books and smeared it on the portholes no but you said that you okay you said let's i just need to get the math straight one screamy meme. Yeah. One, two poopers. And then <laughs> yeah. two people who have not yet been named. Yes. Okay. I'm there. So it looks like they took their own waste and pasted it, pasted books to the windows to cover them up. And then the, the screaming stopped. Clever. Okay. And then so did the microphone whispering. It continues. After three more days passed, so this is day like 12 at this point. That's like two weeks without sleep. Okay, how long do you think it would take you to go crazy without sleep? One day. (laughs) I I got a good seven hours of sleep and I was loopy as hell at the beginning of this podcast. (laughs) I need a solid nine hours. I know. You know how they're like, everybody requires a different amount of sleep. What if you require like 13 hours? At what point is it sloppily? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm just saying if they if if the if the Soviet army had come up to me and was like, "Hey, you're wanted for war crimes. You're wanted for some light treason. Like you will be <laughs> killed or I will like put you in a gas chamber where you can't sleep for 30 days." I would choose death. Yeah. And that's without knowing about the poo portholes. <laughs> But it, so we still have, we have, we're one down. We have four still alive. So Do they die of their pass. ripped vocal cords. I don't, is that a thing? You're the doctor. Well, people don't rip their vocal cords. So I don't, you know, I'm using my imagination. <laughs> well, that doesn't here. happen. <laughs> well, we're going to say that they don't die. Okay. So they're just sitting in a corner I feel quietly. Like, I feel like the creepypasta would have made it very explicit that they were dead. I like think they would have too. <laughs> And then blood came out of their eyes. <laughs> Let's see. No. Okay. So we're, we're in day nine. Three more days passed. The researchers checked the microphones hourly to make sure they were working since they thought it impossible that no sound could. They didn't check. So like, okay, I'm sorry. So your prisoners have just taken their own waste and pasted book pages to all the portholes so you can't see what's going on and then they've all gone silent and it's been three days and you haven't checked on them (laughs) they're like well i guess i'm off for work today can't see them can't (laughs) hear them don't have to go into work it's probably fine but so but they're they're checking the microphones like i don't know what to say the microphones are working and let's see oh here we go the oxygen consumption in the chamber indicated that all five must still be alive okay in fact, it was the amount of oxygen five people would consume at a very heavy level of strenuous exercise. Suspicious. On the morning of the 14th day, the researchers did something that they said they would not do to get a reaction from the captives. They used the intercom inside the chamber, hoping to provoke any response from the captives they were afraid were either dead or vegetables. I just now want to say that that was, an, that was all one sentence. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I have a couple of things to say. One, that's cheating. Mm -hmm. Two, why are they so bummed that these people died? Isn't that like kind of part of the plan? I I couldn't say. The motives are very unclear. There's no way they're rooting for them. Like, oh, God, one died. Also, aren't they like prisoners? And didn't you falsely say that they would escape? Yes. Like, how how does this affect you? Just go get some more prisoners. Now clean the poo off the walls. Stop (laughs) pretending you care. Tweak the gas levels and start fresh. So this is what they do. They announced, we are opening the chamber to test the microphones. Step away from the door and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot. Compliance will earn one of you your immediate freedom. To their surprise, they heard a single phrase and a calm voice response. We no longer want to be freed. Oh, <laughs> oh, tables. Debate broke out among the researchers and the military forces funding the research. They're all there. <laughs> They're all in that room. They're all there with the single Unable. window or like the double glass mirror. Just, that's right. Um, it's a porthole. Unable to provoke any more response using the intercom, it was finally decided to open the chamber at midnight on the 15th day. That's oddly specific. I'm excited. The chamber was flushed out of the stimulant gas and filled with fresh air, and immediately voices from the microphone began to object. Three different voices began begging, as if pleading for the life of loved ones, to turn the gas back on. The chamber was opened and soldiers sent in to retrieve the test subjects. 
They began to scream louder than ever, and so did the soldiers when they saw what was inside. Wait, Four who, of the who was screaming additionally to the soldiers? Uh, so they're going into the room. Mm-hmm. They say, "Step aside. We're going in to make sure the but microphones who are working." The test subjects. Okay, everyone was screaming. Okay, I just imagine like the soldiers <laughs> screaming at the test subjects. You're screaming at them. That's what's happening. <laughs> That's literally what's happening right now, Emma. You are correct. I'm going to start screaming at you next time I show up at your door, and I expect you to do it back. <laughs> I'll just scream right back. <laughs> well, no. What's happening right now is the the chamber, they're t- removing the stimulant gas, and they're filling it with fresh air. And then all of the people, are, all the test subjects are like begging begging for their life, pretty much. Right. Like, please turn the gas back on. And then the soldiers go in, and so they start to scream too. And we're about to, found out, we're about to find out why. Four of the five subjects were still alive, although no one could rightly call the state that any of them in life. This is so hard to read. (laughs) Okay. Four of the five subjects were still alive, although no one could rightly call the state that any of them in life. Okay. So let's see. The food rations past day five, past day five, had not been so much as touched. There were chunks of meat from the... (laughs) Okay. While you pause, I my imagination is running rampant. Oh my god. There were ch- <laughs> Tell me, okay, I have to know. There were chunks of meat from the dead test subjects' thighs and chest. We like this better. <laughs> Stuffed into the drain in the center of the chamber. <laughs> Blocking the drain and allowing four inches of water to accumulate on the floor. Okay. Precisely how much of the water on the floor was actually blood. No one ever knew. Was never determined. All four, in quotes, surviving test subjects also had large portions of muscle and skin torn away from their bodies. The destruction of flesh and exposed bone on their fingertips, oh my god, indicated that the wounds were inflicted by hand, not with teeth as the researchers initially thought. (laughs) Oddly specific. (laughs) Okay. Closer examination of the position and angles of the wounds indicated that most, if not all of them, were self-inflicted. There's more to go. There's more. (laughs) Quick, do you think you could, just real quick, like you tried really hard. Do you think you could scoop some out? Some what out? <laughs> some body? Like Just scoop a chunk of meat? Do you think you could do it? Like, do you think we're physically able to do that with our hands? Like, reach into my thigh and rip a part of my muscle out? I don't out? think we could. No, not really. Like, um, n- n- you, no. <laughs> like, if you, like, I could see maybe using your teeth. You would have to use your teeth. Unless, like, they had filed their fingernails down. Like, they filed them into points. It's probably in the next sentence, Kate. Well, let's see what the next sentence has in store for us. The abdominal organs below the rib cage of all four test subjects had been removed. Wait, I thought they said they were alive. That's also redundant because abdominal organs would have to be below the rib cage. Emma, don't you lecture me about what an abdomen is and isn't. <laughs> I'm just telling you. While the heart, lung, and diaphragm, hey, they know they, what's above they know the what abdomen. They know what they're talking about. <laughs> okay. they, they probably went, went and grabbed a book or Googled it. They're like, actually, does that make sense? And so I just corrected it in the next sentence. To be clear, dear listeners, none of this makes sense. 
So while the heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place, the skin and most of the muscles attached to the ribs had been ripped off, <laughs> exposing the lungs through the rib cage. That you cannot do. <laughs> They're saying that they like ripped off their intercostal muscles so that you could see in between the ribs into the lungs. And they're still alive. They're still alive, by the way. All of the blood vessels and organs remained intact. What They had just been taken out and laid on the floor. <laughs> Wait. They were intact, but on the floor? Yeah, Emma. They're intact, but they're on the floor. I don't think that sentence makes sense. All the blood vessels and organs remained intact. They had just been taken out and laid on the floor. <laughs> Fanning out around the eviscerated but still living bodies of the subjects. Kate, can you imagine if you had to have emergency surgery? And the surgeon says in Arrested Development style, Oh, your luck's fine. It's just over here on the table. (laughs) Your leg is in excellent condition. It's over there. They continued the digestive tract. We're hitting up every organ. This person took high school anatomy. The digestive tract of all four could be seen to be working, digesting food. It quickly became apparent that what they were digesting was their own flesh that they had ripped off and eaten over the course of days. (laughs) Oh, my God. It keeps going. There's a little more. Oh, there's a lot more. Oh, goodness. Okay. Most of the soldiers were Russian special operatives at the facility, facility, but still many refused to return to the chamber to remove the test subjects. They continued to scream to be left in the chamber and alternately begged and demanded that the gas be turned back on lest they fall asleep. To everyone's surprise, the test subjects put on a fierce fight in the process of being removed from the chamber. How? Their organs are on the floor. Kate, their organs are functioning fine. They're just over there. (laughs) They're just over there. Um, Oh, no. There's a a casualty. One of the Russian soldiers died from having his throat throat ripped out. Another was gravely injured by by having his testicles ripped off. This person had a bad high school breakup. <laughs> and his name was Johnny. And he sucks. And don't go near him. He's not worth it. <laughs> and he's a diddler. So don't even look at him like that. <laughs> Another was gravely injured by having his testicles ripped off and an artery in his leg severed by one of the subject's teeth. Another five of the... So- <laughs> Another five of the soldiers lost their lives, if you count ones that committed suicide in the weeks following the incident. In the struggle, one of the four living subjects had his spleen ruptured, and he bled out almost immediately. (laughs) Did someone step on it? I don't know. Yeah, probably. It's like they're totally fine until it ruptures, and now it's a delicate organ. The medical researchers attempted to sedate him, but this proved impossible. He was injected with more than 10 times the human dose of morphine derivative and still fought like a cornered animal, breaking the ribs and arms of one doctor. Um, when when heart was seen to beat for a full two minutes after he had bled out to the point where there was more air in his vascular system than blood, even after it stopped, he continued to scream and flail for another three minutes, struggling to attack anyone in reach and just repeating the word more over and over, <laughs> weaker and weaker until he finally fell silent. You know what this reminds me of, Kate? What does it remind you of? 
This reminds me of that movie that you made me watch that was obscenely grotesque. House of a Thousand Corpses? Yes, ma'am. They did not do any of this in House of a Thousand Corpses. I mean, they basically did. They didn't do any of They're this. They're like, and then we cut off his hands and attached him to this alligator. Okay, they did do and then we cut off his face and wore it in front of his daughter. That's this is, I'm getting very similar vibes here. I mean, no one's spleen ruptured. Mm. It's different. Okay. We have to keep going. There's still more stuff to happen. The surviving three test subjects were heavily restrained and moved to a medical facility. The two with intact vocal cords continuous. Oh, so that one didn't die. Okay. <laughs> so the two with intact vocal cords continuously begged for the gas <laughs> demanding to be kept awake the most injured of the three was taken to the only surgical operating why are they trying to save these people i'm just like laughing at the two with intact vocal cords as an introduction to a sentence (laughs) the the most injured of the three was taken to the only surgical operating room in the process of preparing the subject to have his organs placed back within his body it was found that he was effectively immune to the sedative they had given him to prepare him for the surgery he fought furiously against his restraints when the anesthetic gas was brought out to put him under he managed to tear most of the way through a four inch wide leather strap on one wrist even though the weight of a 200 pound soldier was holding that wrist as well it took only a little more. I can't. So I, I just can't. You can tell this was all written in one go and there was no attempt at a second draft. Nope. It was upload and post. <laughs> Orange soda is out. <laughs> so there's a 200 pound soldier holding his wrist. It took only a little more anesthetic than normal to put him under. That's not what you just said, though. Not for this other person. And the instant his eyelids fluttered and closed, his heart stopped. In the autopsy of the test subject that died on the operating table, it was found that his blood had tripled the normal level of oxygen. His muscles that were still attached to his skeleton were badly torn, and he had broken nine bones in his struggle to not be subdued. Most of them were from the force of his own muscle. I'm confused. Okay, most of them were from the force of his own muscles had exerted on them, even though he didn't have any muscles because he ripped them out with his bare hands. <laughs> Kate, don't ask stupid questions. <laughs> okay. My apologies. The second survivor had been the first of the group of five to start screaming. Okay. So we're back to screaming Magoo. His vocal cords destroyed. He was unable to beg or object to surgery. I don't think that would have mattered. <laughs> yeah, it didn't stop the other people from ripping through leather. And he only reacted by shaking his head violently in disapproval when the anesthetic gas was brought near him. He shook his head yes when someone suggested, reluctantly, they tried the surgery without anesthetic. <laughs> I like that they're like negotiating with him. <laughs> You're like, okay, that sounds cool. And, and he did not react for the entire six-hour procedure of replacing his abdominal organs and attempting to cover them with what remained of his skin. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we'll just pat this up here a little. <laughs> just yeah. put that right there. <laughs> the surgeon presiding stated repeatedly that it should be medically possible for the patient to to still be alive i don't think that man's ever been to medical school 
It's totally legit. It's not my fault. This man should be alive and it has nothing to do with me. His organs were spread across the floor. Like, listen, I'm not saying it's impossible. Like in vet med, there's definitely like pets that listen, whenever we send your dog home with it, with an e-collar, like a cone of shame, because they have incisions all down their belly from an abdominal surgery or a spay. Like we mean it because I've seen dogs that rip their incisions open and like their spleen is touching the ground. And like, not commonly. <laughs> okay, I was enjoying the story and you just, just interrupted it with something horrifying. Well, that dog lived. That dog lived. But Ooh. this is, if you guys think this is hor, that dog lives, she lived a great life. Um, the owner remembered to put the e-collar on next time. <laughs> um, but this is, that's, if you think this is scary, uh, y'all should keep your cone of shame on your dog when we tell you to. Whoa. Or else. <laughs> well, we all learned a lesson. I think we did. I think we all did. Now, Back to um, this very, very bold surgeon who's like, I don't know, he should be fine. One terrified nurse assisting the surgery stated that she had seen the patient's mouth curl into a smile several several times when his eyes met hers. <laughs> oh, they're in love. They're in love. When the surgery ended, the subject looked at the surgeon and began to wheeze loudly, attempting to talk while struggling. Assuming this must be something of drastic importance, the surgeon had a pen and pad fetched so the patient could write his message. It was simple. Keep cutting. Oh, my God. The other two test subjects were given the same surgery, both without anesthetic as well, although they had to be injected with a paralytic for the duration of the operation. They're like, we're going to paralyze them, but I don't know about sedation. Like, just paralyze them. It's basically the same. <laughs> also, whenever you paralyze someone, you need to be breathing for them. Yes, you need to be breathing for them. And you also most definitely need to keep them sedated so they don't have locked in syndrome. Yeah. So um, this isn't realistic is what Emma's saying. <laughs> Shut up, Kate. You just I don't really think pause this really happened. And lectured us as if we let our dogs let their spleens hang out. So I don't want to hear it. And the self-assured look on your face is punchable. I'm just saying, okay, wear the cone whenever we tell you to. <laughs> Shut the fuck Lesson learned. Now, <laughs> two of the other tested up subjects are getting the same surgery. They're paralyzed but not sedated. Once paralyzed, the subject could only follow the attending researchers with their eyes. The paralytic cleared their system in an abnormally short period of time, and they were soon trying to escape their bonds. I thought they liked it. The moment they could speak, they were again asking for the stimulant gas. The researchers tried asking why they had injured themselves, why they had ripped out their own guts, <laughs> it says guts, <laughs> and why they wanted to be given the gas again. Only one response was given. I must remain awake. All three subjects' restraints were reinforced and they were placed back in the chamber, awaiting determination as to what should be done with them. The researchers, facing the wrath of the military benefactors, in quotes, for having failed the stated goals of their project, considered euth euthanizing the surviving subjects. Now, now we're going to consider <laughs> euthanasia. A little late, boys. <laughs> After the, everyone gets their seven-hour paralyzed, unanesthetized <laughs> surgery. Okay. Not when we're slipping on their bowels. The commanding officer, a former KGB agent, <laughs> instead... <laughs> Instead, saw potential and wanted to see what would happen if they were put back on the gas. The researchers strongly objected, but were overruled by the KGB. They went to all of this effort to try to replace their jigsaw puzzle skin and then mm -hmm. just to put them back in the experiment. 
Mm-hmm. Like just Correct. get some new subjects. Because military. In preparation for being sealed in the chamber again, the subjects were connected to an EEG monitor and had their restraints padded for long-term confinement. To everyone's surprise, all three stopped struggling the moment it was let slip that they would be going back on the gas. It was obvious that at this point, all three were putting up a great struggle to stay awake. One of the subjects that could speak was humming loudly and continuously. The mute subject was straining his legs against the leather bonds with all his might. First left, then right, then left for something to focus on. Are they teaching us a dance? I think so. (laughs) It's called the Russian sleep experiment, kids. Get hip with it. The remaining subject was holding his head off his pillow and blinking rapidly. Having been the first to be wired for EEG, most of the researchers were monitoring his brainwaves in surprise. They were normal most of the time, but sometimes flatlined inexplicably. (laughs) It looked as if he were repeatedly suffering from brain death before returning to normal. They were normal most of the time, but sometimes flatline inexplicably. Okay. As they focused on paper scrolling out of the brainwave monitor, only one nurse saw his eyes slip shut at the same moment his head hit the pillow. His brainwaves immediately changed to that of deep sleep, then flatlined for the last time as his heart simultaneously stopped. The only remaining subject that could speak started screaming to be sealed in now. His brainwaves showed the same flatlines as one who had just died from falling asleep. The commander gave the order to seal the chamber with both subjects inside, as well as three researchers. <laughs> well, just toss you in. <laughs> hey, why don't you go check on them what real a- quick? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I think I, I think I left my pen in there. I'm just go get my pen. <laughs> Shuts the door. Okay, here we are. One of the named three immediately drew his gun and shot the commander point blank between the eyes, then turned the gun on the mute subject and blew his brains out as well. (laughs) I can't. He pointed his gun at the remaining subject, still restrained to a bed as the remaining members of, of the medical and research team fled the room. I won't be, now we get some dialogue. I won't be locked in here with these things. Not with you, he screamed at the man strapped to the table. What are you, he demanded. <laughs> I must know. Kate has a gun pointed at me. It's a, a real gun. gun. She just pulled it's, it out. From- <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm using my, I'm using a prop handgun. And Joke's t- on you, effect. Kate. You can't shoot me with that Colt 45 through the screen, so... I'm not holding a Colt 45. <laughs> I think I only know that name for a guy because it's in that song. That the Afro Man song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're pretty good at guns. <laughs> My other one was gonna be a Smith and Wesson, but that sounds like a made-up movie gun. Isn't that like a like a musket? I feel like that's a musket. <laughs> we know our guns. That's for our I other podcast. <laughs> Girls and their guns. The podcast. <laughs> Oh, God, I bet that is a podcast. I bet it's a popular podcast. We're, ge- we're, ge- <laughs> right, we're getting distracted. He's got his gun out, Emma. How can you talk about this now? He's got, a, he's got his gun out. What are you? He demanded. I must know. The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily? The subject asked. We are you. <laughs> we are the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go to the nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. The researcher paused, then aimed at the subject's heart and fired. 
The EEG flatlined as the subject weakly choked out. So nearly free. That's the end. What do you think, Emma? Kate, (laughs) that was the biggest troll I've ever seen on the internet. They literally just stole 40 minutes of our podcasting time, which we will never get back. Well, listen, listen. So we know this is a creepypasta. Like, I'm like, hey, let's read this creepypasta. The way other people are sharing this is, hey, have you heard about the Russian sleep experiment? A big thing about this one is that it was shared widely on YouTube with people reading it. And then a bunch of um, black and white photos of actual like. That's kind of cool. Yeah, about actual criminal experiments that happened. Also, the setting that they chose of like the 1940s um, during or after World War II with the force experimentation and medical research performed on unwilling test subjects. That really happened. Not like like not as comical as this. Like this this was very like dramatic and like he pulled out a gun. Like, you know, it's, it's a little <laughs> unrealistic. But that that really did happen, especially like during the Holocaust by Nazi scientists. They did some horrifying, horrifying shit that um, I don't want to go into. But if you look it up, it it seems like it's not real. Like it, it genuinely seems not real. So I can see how this because this, this kind of like skirts that line and it, it, it does jump over into like the, the supernatural. <laughs> I think it jumps over that line. If I'm it jumps honest. over that line. But I can see someone buying into it. And people did like by the thousands people bought into this story. I would have bought into for sure would have bought into like people being locked in a room to stay alive for sleep. I buy into like people that are evil who have scientific interests. I'm looking at you vaccine industry. I just can't. The story, shut up. <laughs> the story is good. The writing is bad, but that's how creepy pastas go. <laughs> that's just how they go. All right. Um but what what's more Emma, you haven't seen the image that was shared with this story, have you? No, okay, can I show it to you now? Mhm. What? It's creepy, right? It's pretty cool. It's really, really creepy. Fortunately, we now know that this is not actually a deranged prisoner. It's um, it's a life-size animatronic Halloween decoration called Spasm. (laughs) What I will say is that it doesn't look like a human. Well, they're not supposed to look like humans. But they are human. Well, are they, though? Also, the Russian sleep experiment is so much more than the story that we just read. It's like its own creature it's its own thing it's a novel it's out of print i already tried don't ask <laughs> kate i swear to god if you got that for me for christmas i would i tried you. i tried to get that for me for christmas you i don't think would have appreciated it it's two movies two different movies like produce with real dollars yes yeah with real dollars Whoa. and it's a musical no you know okay no not really but it is a play it is a play wow it's um it's an indian play called subject uh thirteen seventeen. if anyone has a bootleg copy of that i will pay handsomely for it it was internationally successful oh yeah i am obviously missing something because it like it got so many people's attention yes this is huge well i mean the way i read it is not the <laughs> not the way most people had it read to them they had it delivered very straight but I couldn't physically do that. So that's what you get. <laughs> but that, I mean, that is the Russian sleep experiment. How would you rank that compared to Candle Cove? Because you remember, you have to rank these. Okay. Uh, Candle Cove is at the top. And the Russian sleep experiment is at the bottom. I would 
<laughs> of the two. I would have to agree. I do like feel bad for the Russian sleep experience. I don't. It, it is wildly successful the more you tell me yeah, about it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No one shed a tear for this. Like I couldn't have picked at Candle Cove really. Like I thought it was it was well enough written that I was suckered into believing that it was different people contributing to that thread. You did. Yeah, that's true. So I'm not trying to shit on creepy pastas. Like I thought that the Candle Cove was really good. This one just didn't do it for you. And this one is <laughs> talking about using their hands to pick out pieces of themselves and then their organs functioning on the floor. And I'm just really struggling. It was just like 10 steps over the top. Yes. <laughs> If they had reined it in, if they had practiced like a little bit of self-control the way that Candle Cove did, I would have believed it a little more. But I, I appreciate it for what it is. I'm really, really glad that I read it. I'm especially glad that I read yeah, it with you. Truly. I'm I'm very glad it's now a part of my repertoire. Repertoire. So I'm very excited about that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's that's the episode um today. I had a really fun time. I know Emma did too. Don't lie. <laughs> You had fun. I cannot lie. I, that fun. was a wild ride for sure. <laughs> well, um, we're going to get going, but we will see you guys next time. And please don't forget to send me all of your creepypastas, the ones that you love, the ones that you hate, the ones you love to hate. And as always, stay spoopy. Stay spoopy, guys. <laughs>